Welcome to the Classic Holdup Podcast, where we analyze media from the past. Each episode features a different host that brings a fresh take on a film, TV show, video game, or music album of their choice. What can we discover? Do old favorites have a shelf life? Will the classics hold up? Welcome to the Classic Hold Up. My name is Sophie Shirley, and I'm going to be this week's rotating host with you all. I am a media information major. I am in my third and final year here at Michigan State University. My media information concentration, if you may, is in film and TV production with a minor in fiction filmmaking. On top of that, I am the audio production director at Impact 89 FM which really seeks to kind of combine my two loves of audio and movie making. Um, You can't have a good movie without good audio. Bad audio will ruin a movie, and that is something that I will take to the grave with me, if you may. So I, as much as I kind of preach the movie liking idea, I hate watching movies. I have never enjoyed it. I get a lot of flack from it from my classmates. But there are some movies that are too iconic to not watch. And one of those movies is Jurassic Park and maybe the pioneer of the techno thriller genre, if you may. For those of you who might not have seen the movie, first of all, do yourselves a favor. Fabulous movie. It is a dinosaur theme park, for lack of a better words. Jurassic Park is the name of this park where fertilized dinosaur embryos exist. And they are essentially bringing the dinosaurs back they are hosting them in this park. There's all sorts of shenanigans, like running from the dinosaurs. There's the the big bad corporate evil. There's the adventures of the kids. And it's just this whole iconic movie that has evolved into this absolutely magical series that has lasted up until, heck, next year, even if you may, when a new one is coming out. I know for me growing up, I had a lot of experiences with my younger brother who was probably the biggest dinosaur nerd I knew and to this day still holds bits and pieces. He is 19 now and is pursuing a zoology degree also here at Michigan State University. And he, when we talk about a lot, attributes a lot of it to the dinosaur face he had growing up as a kid, which I think a lot of kids had watching the movies back in the day where the paleontology was like, I remember going with my brother to the zoos where we grew up and doing the fossil digs, doing the, like the gemstone mining where you can crack open a geode and get a a crystal in there. And he attributes Jurassic Park to kind of kickstarting that love for things like, like for archeology, span for paleontology, for zoology, if you may. And to this day, when I go home and I am I just pop into his room. He's still got these fossils on his desk and on the bookshelf. And I am so, I'm just happy to have that connection between the two of us where it's my interest in Jurassic Park and the movie and the sound design and his and the actual content of the movie that we kind of had this shared love because as an older sister, younger brother duo growing up, it's kind of hard to find a lot of combinations that work for people. And Jurassic Park really was kind of this middle ground that we have both learned to love because admittedly I was on a dinosaur girl back in the day, if you may. Um, I thought it was a lot. The amount of dinosaur action figures was insane that were scattered everywhere in the house. Stepping on a stegosaurus, let me tell you, a pain I do not wish on my worst enemy. But 
on the topic of talking about dinosaurs with people, I am joined by the fabulous Rowan Kashubsky to talk with me about the movies, the sound, the the flair, the appeal of the dinosaurs, if you may. <laughs> Rowan, right. do you kind of want to introduce yourself and kind of talk about, you know, who you are, what you do, what's what's your favorite dinosaur? All right. Uh, like Sophie said, I'm Rowan Kashubsky. Uh, I'm an avid music fan, but casual watcher of movies. Um, throughout the past couple of years, I know I've had uh, people recommend, like, movies I have to watch for my education. Uh, one of those was the Jurassic Park movies. So I've been <laughs> slowly making my way through uh, a lot of, like, classic movies. Um, but yeah, I'm also an MI major, also part of media information, uh, trying to focus as much as I can on audio, but... Yeah, that's about it for me. Yeah, Rowan and I work together at Impact as well. We do a lot of stuff together with yep. sound design, with teaching people about audio, and it's a shared interest. It's brought us together <laughs> right. as brothers. That I have. Audio has been our passion, yeah, for better or worse. Audio is our passion. And I, I guess we're about to find out if we both share a passion for Jurassic Park. <laughs> for Jurassic Park. So just to kind of... I don't know, give give you all a little bit of the meat of Jurassic Park and the absolute impact that it had back when it was released. It's the highest grossing film worldwide. And at that time, E.T., extraterrestrial, fun little guy, had an absolute chokehold on the market. That guy was not going anywhere. And by the end of its first week out in the box office, it grossed $81.7 million. Wow. It was the first one to gross $500 million overseas. Again, just taking E.T. by the neck and <laughs> slamming that little guy to the ground. Oh, my gosh. And as a result of that, you know, Jurassic Park, it's, everyone's talking about it. It was, if you've seen the visuals in that movie, oh, my God, it was... It, it, it was breathtaking for the yeah, time. It was Even the now. It was the Avatar. And it won three Academy Awards, two of which being for audio and sound. It was nominated and won Best Sound Editing Best sound mixing as well as best visual effects, which again deserved. Right. It had it coming. And I I just remember, I don't know about you, Rowan, but when when I I was born in 2001, so obviously not on release was I I didn't get the theater experience. Um, but I remember watching Jurassic Park as a kid and just that's a dinosaur. Right. <laughs> like that is that is a whole dinosaur. And they do such because I know now they've described dinosaurs in a way that some of them might have had feathers, I believe. Yeah, they're, like, completely different than what we originally thought. And I I think it's because, like, we've been looking at, like, their skeleton differently. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, like, if you see animals that we know of today and you try to do what you think their skeleton will look like regularly, it's just, it's not what you expect. (laughs) Right. But watching the movie, it was like, this is what a dinosaur looks like. This is, this is history. (laughs) No, it it was like... Even watching it now, it's like this is this would be like what seeing a dinosaur would look like. I can't imagine it any other way. Right. Just that is a dinosaur to me. <laughs> you tell me like a velociraptor is covered in feathers? Absolutely not. Jurassic Park sold me on it. But that kind of translates to like the modern debate of not like of what a dinosaur is, but the modern people are still talking about Jurassic Park, especially Oh yeah. In the future, there's more coming out. They just Jurassic World came out a while a couple of years ago. Make- they just re- re- uh, just released a like 
Zoo Tycoon for Jurassic Park. I saw that. Yeah. I was, Zoo Tycoon, that's a whole other tangent we could go on. <laughs> it's things like that where Jurassic Park presently has so much market. Like, it has, again, just the grip it has on the market right now. Like, the there is no other dinosaur franchise really that, like, when people think of dinosaur movies, it's Jurassic Park. It's Jurassic Park. And they've got the movies, they've got merch, video games. Anything you can think of. Right. It's just... They got Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's another tangent. <laughs> um, yeah, but in the present, and Jurassic Park is still hailed by critics and industry professionals as one of the greatest movies of the action thriller genre. I agree. They've got that... Oh, yeah. They've got that blueprint down with, like, they got the two kids in every movie. They're running down, in and out, the action, the tension, and the sound design, especially Oof. the scoring of it. Yes incredible i remember watching the original jurassic park for the first time and like i said it was really recently Mm -hmm. but i just remember seeing that huge swell when they were like they they are seeing the dinosaurs for the first time Mm -hmm. and it was just like that solidified like this is what dinosaurs like if we were to recreate dinosaurs Mm -hmm. this is what it would feel like jurassic park was the blueprint for it right and again the the theme is iconic. Oh, the, yeah. The Jurassic Park theme is something that it still has value. And we'll talk about it a little later. There's even a bit of meme value that's come out of the <laughs> Jurassic Park theme song, if right. you know where I'm going with that. But it's just listening to, even if you just peruse the album that's on Spotify of the Jurassic Park playlist, just everything is titled like, oh, Velociraptors in the lab or like eggs hatching to just describe the scene that it correlates to. But it's so vivid, even if you're just, for like a non-Jurassic, someone who hasn't seen the movie, to just turn a playlist on and instantly kind of be immersed in this world and just in the moment of, yeah, when you hear the Jurassic Park theme song, like, you're on the boat. Right. You're standing at the gates. The scoring is fantastic. John Williams, incredible. Iconic. Iconic, man. Did Superman, did Raiders of the Lost Ark, did E.T. again? Yeah. Just, you knew, having someone who did the uh, highest grossing film for the first, like, the first one before Jurassic Park, you knew that his score was just going to be amazing. Like, mm-hmm. it's no wonder that it was, like, topped E.T. Right. And even continuing on into the Star Wars franchise, where John Williams, just so good at what he does, has such a way with, he understands movies in a way that I don't think a lot of what is the like composers. Co- composers. Yeah. I was gonna say scorers. That's not the right term. No, it's composers. <laughs> just I don't think they do. And John Williams just he knows when to bring it and he knows when to kind of leave it and build up the anticipation. Like I said, yeah. It again. They're just it's building this soundscape. It's building a world where. You can just put the headphones on and listen to the album or just turn on part of the movie and go do something else. And you know exactly what is happening based on the music alone. And the soundtrack is just, it's so iconic. It's as, it, it is movie music. It's not something people are just going to turn on the Jurassic Park playlist, walk into class. Kind listen, of I think that should, the, Jurassic Park should be our new party music. It, like It's so good. <laughs> I can imagine the lights going dim and Jurassic Park is just, bumping right we should do it (laughs) we can do it yeah but 
The movie is iconic. The music is iconic. In part by association, in part it's just standalone phenomenal. Right. You you always get the thing where the movie's iconic. Everything that comes with it is iconic. Like you remember the director, you remember the lighting, you remember the colors that show up, you remember the music in it. And so people will associate, oh, like this director did this movie and it's famous. So this director is famous and he's iconic. And then it's same with the music. Jurassic Park, Superman, E.T. all had the John Williams score that was just immaculate. And they are still to this day just renowned and they're fabulous. They are so good. Right. And it's not just like Star Wars and uh, Jurassic Park. Like his other works are just as iconic. Right. He he doesn't miss. No. He really doesn't. And that just makes me wonder like going into the future, both for specifically Jurassic Park and just more like techno thriller, action thriller genres of what that's going to look like in the future where is to ask the question of will it hold up? Does our favorite hold up and stand the test of time? Right. My name is Jackson Grubb. My name is Brendan Perswara. My name is Torin Kaplan. When I complete my degree, I want to become an audio engineer. I want to work in live broadcasting. I want to work in the film industry. My name is Jackson Grubb. My name is Brendan Perswara. My name is Torin Kaplan. And, and I, I am, am Kamarsai. Start your journey at comartsi.msu.edu. I just think there's so much opportunity for people to just go back to the basics. Do They're iconic for a reason, right. is what I'll say. And they have this formula that it's working, and it has worked, and it's proven results. And it just makes me wonder for, like, I know they're still making Avatar movies, for instance. Right. Um, I'm not sure who's scoring that, but it's these big things that are either sequels of iconic movies or future iconic movies to come out, what that sound design is going to look like because we've seen it before. You just <laughs> get John Williams on it, I guess. And right, it's that's be it. That's the formula. <laughs> I'm not saying every movie he's he's scored has been like a hit success. However, right. There's a lot of movies he did that are hit success that are I, just iconic in the social sphere, right? And I do think like when you're talking about future movies, just for Jurassic Park alone, I think there is that kind of they need to step back and kind of look at what's been successful in the past versus what they're doing now. Because I'm not saying the new Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World movies are bad. Mm-hmm. I just think there's a different formula they're using. What do you think would make if you could give it a letter of advice to maybe the future director of the one that's coming out next year, for if you were sound designing the movie, what would you kind of want to take Ooh. that direction in? If I was sound designing the movie, I don't know. I think I would try to focus more on the like wonder. I, the, the word that I'm thinking of is like wonderment and mm-hmm. being like that, like awestruck feeling. Right. Where you, th- there's that anticipation for the dinosaurs. It's not the dinosaurs themselves. It's that anticipation to see that. Mm-hmm. And I think that needs to be in all aspects, including the sound. Yeah. And I think that's what John Williams did really well. Yeah. He does that in the sound. Um, huge credit to the Foley artists. Oh, yeah. In Jurassic Park, by the way. That also, to your point, that amazement and the wonder kind of aspect of it. A lot of it also comes from the sound design and the Foley work that they do in Jurassic Park, where... 
It you, sounds so real. It's that is that is what a dinosaur sounds like, and right. you cannot convince me otherwise. We've got that the Velociraptors, the foley of it is horses breathing. It's geese. It's turtles that are all combined to Which imagine. I'm not surprised that Velociraptors are geese. I mean, they're <laughs> both pretty angry. Yeah, <laughs> they're both very angry creatures, and that just being able to just think of, oh, what is a Velociraptor? And you're like, ah, tortoises. And it just works. I mean, it's a right. mix of things, obviously, but the fact that it works so well. And again, you can't convince me that it's something other than what Jurassic Park is. Like, that is a velociraptor. That is what it looks like. That is what it sounds like. That just adds to the the iconic value of Jurassic Park. And it's it blows my mind. Right. And I think that's what the original did so well, is that it took something fantasy, you know, dinosaurs mm-hmm. and their sounds, and made it sound so realistic, like so... Like, if I were walking down the street and I heard a T-Rex and it went like, I would be like, what? what is it's this? It's not threatening. This, not, this isn't the T-Rex and I pull up Jurassic Park. I'd be like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is what you have to do. You're like, come down here. Let me show you how it's done. Let me teach you, T-Rex. Hold on. <laughs> You're going to single-handedly train the entire new dinosaur population. Exactly. Based on the, the brilliant sound design. Yes, I would bring some geese. And, and just some be tortoise, like, hey, and be like, "This is what you do." I'm a fully artist. Here is my army of geese. Let's do this. Thing. Honestly, I would have them on hand at all times, and it would be great. Yeah, that's so. I mean, to get into the big, the bulk of the question here of the classic holdup is: Do the classics hold up? And in that asking, this this classic, this iconic, this absolute staple of sound design in the music and the fully work. Does it hold up into the future? We talked about it a little bit where going forward, like what would you do in the new Jurassic Park movie? Right. But what do you think maybe in five or so years to come, 10 or so years, A, if they're still making Jurassic, I wouldn't be surprised if they're still making Jurassic either. Parks and some some asset, they'll probably do the the route of switching to animated TV shows at some point. And then it's just <laughs> this, it's a whole. It's a Jurassic Park universe. Yeah. It's the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's. Jurassic Park. Cinematic, exactly. So. Going into the future, maybe, let's say 10 years from now, looking back onto the Jurassic Park, the original Jurassic Park movie, the sound, do you think it? Do you think it's going to hold up? Do you think it's going to stand the test of time? Do you think it's going to still be that reference for the movie? Do you think it's going to evolve between now and then into something new? What do you, what do you think, Rowan? I definitely think it will stand up. Because as we talked about, like there was just iconic moments from the sound to the visuals to just the spectacle of Jurassic Park. I also think, like you said, it might evolve from kind of this... Because it's evolved already. Mm-hmm. It's evolved from this is a spectacle of what movies can be. And not to like sound like I'm downplaying it, but a lot of the sounds have been made into memes. Yeah, they have. <laughs> but I think that's a new aspect of the social culture that we do with classic things. Like we, uh, that's how we cherish them. Mm-hmm. Instead of putting them in a museum, we're like, this is iconic. We're like, here's a funny joke I made to the Jurassic Park theme. Right. Please laugh. Right. And that's something that, again, with Jurassic Park came out, the, the impact on the, the younger generations was insane. I talked about my brother a little bit, but now we're, well, we're in this lull waiting for the new movie. You get things like memes, funny mm-hmm. funny TikTok audios that, again, the current younger generation is using. They're going back. And while it's not the same kind of inspirational where 
listening to the funny sounds um, that you might see on TikTok, for example, isn't going to invoke that, Mom, I want to be a paleontologist when I grow up because right. you, you got to watch the movie. But there's something to say about going into the future and if this will hold up or not is how it adapts to the social world and how social media takes things, how the the younger generation, especially Gen Z, oh, yeah, yeah. how they're taking things because the power for just something to blow up and it's in everyone's house, like that, it's a household thing at that right. point where you see like how Doja Cat blew up on TikTok and she is all over the world right now and absolutely killing it. Not that Jurassic Park wouldn't ever be in like a place where it can blow up from. Yeah. But, but just seeing like, even if you're a non-fan, if you're like, you see Jurassic Park, the sounds, the music that are being used online a lot gets more interest and gets people in and it's like, oh, I, I heard this funny song. What's it from? And then you watch the movie and then it, it, it's like the whole, it just loops back in on itself again. So yeah, to your point, I, I think it's going to hold up. I think it's going to, mm-hmm. I think it might evolve here and there just because as, you know, time progresses, just how like the visuals have progressed. It makes right. you wonder how much more the audio can evolve. And but you don't ever know until it happens. Because, you know, back when they're doing the visuals for Jurassic Park, they're like, yeah, this is as good as it's going to get. And then you have today where the CGI is absolutely insane. And I don't know how better it's going to get, but I'm sure <laughs> We're it will. We're actual dinosaurs <laughs> to the scene. We're going to recreate Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm just going to go on a little boat and sit in the audience and watch. And it's right. going to be fast. <laughs> it's going to be the best thing ever. Right. But yeah, I, I absolutely agree. The it's gonna. I think it'll hold up. Yeah. And I think, again, it might mo- kind of change itself a little bit in different ways, but... The fact that it's held up this long and it's still, you could just play the theme song and people will know it. I mean, I don't know if I just walked up on the street and grabbed someone and was like, hey, what's this from? And played it. I feel like it's maybe an 80-20 split of yeah. like, yeah, it's Jurassic Park versus I don't. Because, you know, you have the, the movie haters and people who maybe just weren't ever interested in dinosaurs growing up. But it's so iconic and the franchise is so iconic and they're still making them. I'm sure it's going to do numbers at the box office where, I don't know. Yeah, and I think you're also going to have those, like, original purists that are, like, this isn't anything like the original. Like, you should just go watch the original, Mm -hmm. which is not bad, per se. Mm -mm. It's just different. But I think that's, you're going to, it's going to move from... Not that it's not going to be an iconic movie, but to, like, a quote-unquote retro movie where they're, like, how kind of we look at, like, retro games. Where they're, like, these are the iconic games if you were to, like, the top 100 games, top 100 movies, Jurassic Park's, like, probably somewhere top. It's it's up there. It's up there. I I would say top 30. (laughs) No, I think that's fair. I mean, you got other... It's competing with, again, like how we said, it competes with E.T. all the time. There's so many more movies from its time that they're iconic. Right. But like you said, like, it's just, it has had this, uh, I don't want to say chokehold, but it has had, <laughs> saying that. It, it has a, it has a, a presence still in the social culture. And I think that's why it, like, even now it's held up. Mm-hmm. I think that's why future down the line, like, people are still going to be recommending this movie. Mm-hmm. So, I guess, final verdict to kind of wrap up the conversation today. Does it hold up? I'm going to go on the on the count of three, maybe a yes or no. Got it. Three, three, two, one. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah, easy money. Jurassic Park, it's going to be with us forever. (laughs) It was a pioneer in so many ways. And again, I think the biggest thing for me in terms of the sound is just the Foley. I cannot get over that. Because I'm sure, because again, it was like the biggest kind of, it was the dinosaur movie hadn't really ever been done before. And just like, I'm imagining that sit down conversation of like, what do we think a stegosaurus sounds right. like? Right. And the Foley work of just like clobbering on some wood or something like that. that yeah, was, I, I imagine it was just trial and error before they were like, that's it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to hold up. Yeah. I, without a shred of doubt in my mind. And I think it just makes me wonder. It just, in, the anticipation for the one that's coming out next year, I, it's like how you never think the visuals are going to get better until they do. The How audio grows is something I'm really interested as a film major. Right. with an audio specialty that I I always think about innovation and things like that in audio design and you get things like immersion with like 3D soundscapes and oh, surround yeah, yeah. sound but it just in terms of audio quality or design I'm just I'm so excited to see in the future what that's going to bring and what how much further we can go from there right it's just like you said it's just not until we get there that we can imagine like what it is. Mm-hmm. I always think about like how people are like, we're, one day we're going to have flying cars. Yeah. Well, first of all, we have to get them off the ground first. Right. Like, it's a slow there, process. There, there are steps that we have to make. But at one point I always imagine like, it's going to be that immersive movie, mm-hmm. like where you can quote unquote go to Jurassic park, but you would just have like an interactive movie, like, kind of right. like VR type thing. Yeah. But it's like, we have to get, we have we to get it. baby steps, baby steps. First, it's starting with the visuals. Then you go into the audio and then you go into like the touch and the smell. If you, <laughs> right. The smell aspect of a movie or something, maybe in the future. I feel like that must, must've been done before. Right. Um, a smellable something. I know I they know. had those like 40 movies where they would be like, have like wind and stuff blow around. And kind of try to immerse you as much as possible. I've seen those. And yeah. it again, like in terms of just it being iconic everywhere at Universal Studios, I don't they have similar rides to what I would imagine where I think it's the King Kong ride actually, where like they spray water in your face and right. there's wind and you hear sounds from everywhere where Yeah, like a movie that is physical to a certain extent. Right, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. But it has that kind of effect where you have fans, if you have little misters down by your ankles, that I just, the future of movies is so, it just seems like a void almost looking forward. But I'm sure probably in like 10, 15 years, it's just going to be a new normal for everybody. And right. then it's like. I, I just, the other reason why I think it's just, this movie is going to be so iconic is the look back about right. like, this is where we started with dinosaur movies. And look at where we are now. Mm-hmm. And I think, just in movies in general, I'm I'm wait I'm ready for those like ten to fifteen years and just be like, yeah. look how far we came. Look at the innovation, right? <laughs> but thank you, Rowan, so much for everything for just coming out chatting with Jurassic Park. It's something you know, born and raised, if you may, on, in the dinosaur <laughs> world. Neither of us ended up being paleontologists. No, we are mere audio engineers at a radio station. However. <laughs> It still holds a special place in our heart. Any closing thoughts at all? Uh, well, thank you for having me on. And like you said, if you haven't seen the original Jurassic Park, you're missing out. Go watch Go it. Go watch it. Find the classic holdup on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us at Audio Video Land for updates, teasers, 
and behind-the-scenes content of all Audio Video Land productions. The Classic Holdup is an Audio Video Land production by digital storytelling students of Michigan State University in collaboration with Impact 89FM.